Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of The Emotional Elevator Show. So welcome everyone tonight. Um, this is an interesting topic tonight, but I am going to find my fairy dust or I'm going to go get a wand because I really enjoy my new music um, for Emotional Elevator. You're joining me, I am Sandy Bird, and you're listening to me on Inspired Choices Network, and this is The Emotional Elevator. So tonight's topic is all about the five love languages and how sometimes if we've suffered, if we suffered some traumas or when we have kind of psychological trauma, how it can affect those love languages and what we can do to elevate our emotions or elevate those love languages for ourselves. So if you're not familiar with this, um, when um, you get a chance, go to Gary Chapman's, Gary Chapman's love language quiz. Take the love language quiz because this opened up my eyes to many things. Um, first, let me say when I met my husband now, which I wish I would have known this ages ago, I was 43. I never really, I heard of the love language, but I never really talked about the love languages. And that was the big thing when we met. He said, do you know what your love language is? And I was like, no, what are you really talking about? He goes, you know, like words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical touch. And I'm probably going to look down receiving gifts. And I was like, well, no, because I like those things. Well, he was like, well, you got to take the, you got to take the quiz. So we were just kind of friends at the time. So I never really dove into it until we kind of got together. And then it was like, here, here's the quiz. Let's take it. And it surprised me. But so what surprised me was that my love language I started, when I started healing, I wondered if my love language was centered around the trauma. And as I'm finding out, yes, they shifted. They shifted as I really started working on my healing. But your love language is kind of ingrained in you when you're born. It's part of like your astrological sign. It's part of your birth. It's part of your... Um, numerological signs as part of your human design. So your love language is basically your language that you need to be spoken into. Another part of this is not just with your partner, your significant other, but if we only knew that when it came to friendships, how about workplaces? How about our children? How about our parents? Because these love language do play an essential part of our lives. So if you're not familiar with the love languages, we have quality time, physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation. I don't know why I always forget that because that's one high on my list. And I wish like companies and stuff, we take all these aptitude tests in companies. I've done the DISC. I've done all these tests for um, when I was in corporate America, even 
I saw it change as I started growing as a person. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just getting over a cold. And it's been amazing how like the disc and stuff as I've evolved as a person and has, as I've grown in leadership, because when I was in corporate America, I was in management at a very young age to be a manager. And I just kept becoming a higher manager. It was just a drive within me. But it would have helped in my work environment I knew my love language because it does play an important role in who we are. And our love language can also play a role when we have psychological trauma. So I'm going to dive into a lot of how psychological trauma can affect your love language if this is your love language. But also I'm going to teach you how to embrace your love language because sometimes your love language has to come from you especially if you've gone through any trauma related to your love language because it's got to come from you when you work with me as a coach it's all about everything that we need to work on is not those around you. you you can't fix your husband you can't fix your child you can't fix your work first you got to fix within yourself and how you build on yourself. And that's what type of life and spiritual coaches diving into those traumas and getting down into the nitty gritty. And if it's an addiction, figuring out what is the underlying cause for your addiction, because we don't just go out and become addicted, but that's just me and my coaching. But <clears throat> one of the things as a coach I like to do, and I'm building a retreat around love languages, I'm trying to incorporate a couple of things around the love languages and a silent retreat, but it's all in learning what your love language is. Because if people around you know what your love language is and you know you have trauma around those love languages, it's how can you lift yourself up and get that emotion released so that you can appreciate your love language and it's not your love language doesn't end up becoming a trigger for you. Okay, so... We'll go through the five love languages. And like I said, you want to check out Gary Chapman's five love language and take the quiz. So the first love language, of course, is physical touch. It does not necessarily have to mean a sexual thing. Physical touch can be the high five, the pat yourself on the back, um, the good handshake when you meet somebody. Those are physical touch. And those a lot have to do with the work environment. I mean, how many times do you want your husband to come in or your wife to come in or your kids to come in and good job, mom, and pat you on the back or good job, wife, or good job, whatever. Not necessarily, but that's what I'm saying. It's nice to know these love languages, especially in the workplace or around your friends, because I don't even see me being around my friends and wanting them to pat me on the back. Here's the other part. If we all could wear a sign that said what our love language was, let's say you and I are very good friends and my love language is physical touch. Yes, it is one of them, spoiler alert. But yours is not. Actually to physically touch you is a trigger. Now let's say I really enjoy that hug and I'm acting like I'm putting my arms around you, but you don't. How awkward is that? That's something I want, but that's something you don't like. 
I think I just scratched my mic, so you heard that, sorry. So that's why love languages are important to know. So physical touch, like I said, but a lot of it is not necessarily in the sexual. It could be a hug, getting a hug, getting a high five, getting a good handshake, getting the nice pat on the back, the attaboy. Um, but that's physical touch. Now, acts of service. Acts of service can be many things. So making, let's say, mine is acts of service. So going the extra mile and me coming home and you made a meal for me. Going and filling up my car with gas. Going in, if you know you're coming to see me and getting me um, my coffee, my tea. I actually like, sorry, golden milk tea now. Going and getting that and bringing it to me. That's an act of service. Doing something for somebody else to bring yourself joy is an act of service. But if mine is acts of service, it means you're doing an act for me, like vacuuming. But don't, I'll tell you right now, don't vacuum for me. I enjoy vacuuming. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like if, if that's what it is, it would be you coming in and vacuuming or doing something that is an act of service. Now, receiving gifts, that's pretty self-explanatory, receiving a gift. Which means if my love language is receiving gifts, it means I like those little trinkets. I like to receive the flowers. I like to receive, you know, things here and there. We're going to dive into that one. Okay. Then quality time. That does not mean quantity. There's a difference with quality. Quality and quantity is two different things that people get misconstrued. Quality means, hey, honey, let's spend the day together. Hey, your kids really need you for the day. So they want you to ride bikes in the morning or make breakfast together, ride bikes together, you know, go to a movie together, eat dinner together. That is quality time. It doesn't mean you have to go on a vacation for a week and drive each other crazy. And I'm going to dive into that one too, because it's something that my husband and I love to do. And it's all about both of us getting our quality time. Acts of service, physical touch. Oh, words of affirmation. Okay. This one is a big one. Big, big, big one. Because if nobody knows that you are words of affirmation and that's your love language, then not being told great job or I love you or little things like that, that really is a struggle for a lot of people. And mine is, one of mine is X. Um, words of affirmation, acts of service, words of ac affirmation. That's one of my big love languages. And in the workplace, when I was in corporate America, that was a struggle. Now, hearing from my husband and telling, telling me, love you beautiful every day, I was getting it from him, but I need it from everybody. If that's my love language, I need it from everybody. And I I don't need it. That's what I want to, to fill my cup up. I don't really need it, but a lot of us need our love language and that's why it's called a love language. But I'm going to dive into that and how you can elevate it for yourself. But if words of affirmation and, I, and I'm in corporate America and because I've been doing the job that I've been doing and I've been in management, um, so kind of when I left management in the workforce, I had been in management for, oh my gosh. Oh, I don't even want to say it. 
32, 33 years. I was a manager as a lifeguard at 17 years old. And ever since then, I've always been in management or I've been a trainer, a corporate trainer. So when I would work and we would get new managers and they would be like, oh, you're doing such a great job. Wonderful. Da, 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 da. And I would get nothing. You never felt appreciated because that's my love language. But when I would say something like, hey, it would be nice that all of us get recognized, that you shouldn't just single out this new manager, that we should all get recognized. It was, well, you know, we don't expect you to need praise because you've been doing this for how many years? So why do you need praise? Because that's my love language. That's my love language. So it's not that I need it. It's that that's what nourishes me. That's what elevates my emotions. That's what makes me want to do a great job because you are feeding into my love language. And that's why I say taking the quiz, wearing a name badge and saying, okay, physical touch, 48%, words of affirmation, 52%, you know, or whatever it is. Like all of them have a percent. Be pretty amazed if you have zero in any of them, but some of them. And it would be nice because even when I do um, networking groups and I'm talking to people and I'm even coaching someone, sometimes I say, hey, can you take this for me? And they're like, why do I need to take it? That way I know how to engage as a coach with you. Because if you are physical touch and I'm telling you to tell yourself you're beautiful and all these things, that might not be what I need to coach you on. What I might need to coach you on is how to give yourself the physical touch you are looking for. So that's what the love languages are. And we're going to dive even more into it because there is a flip side to the love languages. And it's not just getting the love language feelings from other people and understanding your love language and, you know, walking into your, please don't walk into your job and say, my love language is a words of affirmation. So that's what I need you to, you know, to tell me. That's not what it's about. It's about letting people know, like for me to excel in the workforce, I need to have words of affirmation if that's high on it. But if you're and I'm saying this a lot in the workforce too, if your love language was acts of service, then I know you might, all these little committees, I come from a company that there was committees for caring for people. There was committees for what we sponsored outside of the company. There was committees for safety. There was committees for lifting things properly. There was committees, there, there was so many committees. It was great. But if your love language is acts of service, and I know that, and I know you appreciate being like doing things for other people and all that, or you like people doing things for you, then I would want to put you on a committee. Hey, you know what? Cedar's doing such a great job. Let's put her on the care team. What? You want me on the care team? It's that. It's knowing your love language, even in that. Or... If your spouse or your kids know your love language is acts of service and you come home one day from a bad day at work, your spouse already knows it. And I should stop saying husband, even though your other, your partner, your other half, your spouse, whatever they are, if they know you're having a bad day and they know that your love language is acts of service, wouldn't it feel good 
to come home and they made you dinner and they vacuumed and they did the laundry or they just did something simple for you, came out and opened up the door and took the groceries in the house if you got the groceries or whatever. Wouldn't that make so much more quality in your relationship with your other half, your partner, your your children, your work environment, your friends. If your friends even knew and you were like, I'm just having a bad day and they ran over and did something like mowed your lawn for you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So we are going to go to our first break because you're listening to me, Sandy Bird, on Emotional Elevator, and we are talking about the fa the fa the five love languages on Inspired Choices Network and how, if you know them, how other people can relate to you. But also, we're going to dive in a little bit about a little bit of trauma, and then how can you elevate your own love languages for yourself if you're single or if you're not receiving what you want from your love languages. So we're going to go to our first break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to dive into love languages. So thank you for joining me tonight. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are joining me on Inspired Choices Network. I am Sandy Bird, and this is Emotional Elevator. And I am going to get some fairy dust, or I'm going to start wearing like glittery all over my face. And the back of my wall will look a little bit different because I'm redesigning because I'm going to start really working on elevating our emotions. 
because that's what emotional elevator is. Talk a lot about a lot of deep subjects right now. We're talking about love languages and how. Please go, Gary Chapman, the five love languages, and take the quiz and tell everybody what your love languages are because that's the way people can nourish you. Sorry, I just heard a weird noise. Nourish you. And what elevates your emotions? Your love languages help elevate your emotions. And what you expect from people when it comes to how to relate to you. So the five love languages I went over and kind of a little bit about them. Um, acts of service, quality time, physical touch. Isn't it amazing how we got to count on our fingers? Physical touch, quality time, acts of service, um, receiving gifts, and words of affirmation. I always forget that. And words of affirmation is one of my big ones. Um, it's funny because I always, that's one of the ones I'm like, that just, to me, weird. But anyway, now we're going to kind of go in a little bit in this part on how our trauma and other people's trauma in a relationship can kind of discombobulate the love language. So like I said, back when I met my husband now, um, good 12 years ago, he asked me, what's your love language? Well, I'd heard of the love languages, but I never really took the quiz. And I took the quiz and it amazed me, my love languages. But what amazed me the most was, is, how he perceived the love language and how I received the love language. What do I mean by that? So when I met my husband now, the big thing, and I'll just tell you kind of a lot of my upbringing and stuff in this, was physical touch. Physical touch was up here and words of affirmation were right kind of below it. Okay. So they were almost the big ones. Acts of service. Kind of, I kind of had a lot of percentage in all of them, except for quality time was not one of them, but quality time has kind of moved up there. So, and acts of service and then receiving gifts. Here's the thing. If you have been in a relationship before and you start learning your other partner's love language or you know what they appreciate, it's hard when you get into a new relationship or it's challenging. It's not hard. It's challenging to figure out what their love language is. Because if you're accustomed to a certain love language with somebody and then you're switching to a different, it does. Or you start realizing, I really enjoy that love language. Okay, so let's back up. When he said this to me and I took the quiz and it was physical touch and it was words of affirmation. Okay, so if you know a little bit about, about my history, I have been raped. I've been in physical sexual abuse relationships. Um, and I had um, an abusive mother. Sometimes it wasn't physical, but here's the thing. My mother was not a hugger. <laughs> my mother wasn't a hugger. It almost rhymes. I did not come from an embracing mother. She did not give me hugs. And I'm, um, if you're listening to me, I'm kind of giving myself hugs. So if my love language is high on the spectrum of physical touch and my mom did not really hug me and then there was sometimes a physical abuse, what do you think physical touch turned into? The abuse. 
So when I started getting abused, I was getting my physical touch. I was getting nourished, but negatively nourished. Negatively nourished in my love language. Because I was getting a physical touch. It was not the physical touch I wanted, but it still was a physical touch. So in my brain or in my subconscious and my love language is physical touch, it's, you're getting it. This is great. We're getting physical touch. But it wasn't what people want for physical touch. I wasn't getting the um, the high fives, the handshakes. I was at work. And see, and I think that's where at work, I was still receiving it because people would do the handshake. I learned very early in life um, in corporate America, firm, firm, you want to have a firm handshake. And I would do that and always introduce myself and shook people's hands. So I was getting a physical touch there. So my physical touch side was being nourished in a negative spectrum and nourished in a positive spectrum. In my work environment, I was getting the positive side of the physical touch because I did the handshakes. I'd get the pat on the backs because I was sometimes the only female in a man's boardroom. Great idea, Cindy. And I got, you know, the back slap. So I was getting physical touch. I was being nourished. But come from this. Physical touch is my love language and I'm getting abused. So I'm getting nourished in the wrong way. Okay, so think about that. Then my husband comes from a broken marriage where his wife cheated on him, vividly saw it, everything. Now he's finding out her love language is physical touch. Sorry to say this, men, if there's any men listening to this, sometimes men think physical touch means I need to satisfy, I need to sexually satisfy my wife. So for me, coming from sexual trauma, still having gone through the healing journey as much with that. And then I have a husband who's hearing, oh my gosh, I've been cheated on and my new wife's love language is physical touch. We really weren't married then, but we had dedicated our lives to each other. It's physical touch. Oh my God, I got to make sure I'm satisfying this woman. And me coming from abuse, it was, I don't want that. I got to give it to her. I don't want it. I got to give it to her. That's your love language. So I realized that I need to really confirm, no, that is not what I want. I do not want the physical touch I don't want it, but that's my love language. So how did I work through that? And how did my husband and I work through that? So one of the things that worked through for me was I went to the point where let's just hold hands. Let's sit here and hold hands. So we would literally be in bed and just hold hands. And I realized that is filling my cup up. That is nourishing me. I don't need the physical touch in what my brain was thinking physical touch, abuse, sexual, physical abuse. All I needed was that physical contact. Okay. So coming from abuse, the physical contact ended up being holding hands. Just give me a hug. 
just put your arm on my shoulder when we're sitting somewhere, whatever. It did not need to be physical contact in a sexual nature. There we go with that. Well, then here's another thing. So when I first met my husband now too, his, one of his ex, he does have two, but I'm mainly talking about the second one. One of them's was um, receiving gifts. And for me, when we first met, when you have gone through physical abuse and been abused and you had a mother that traumatized you and did a lot of emotional and physical and psychological abuse to you, there was always a reward at the end of it. And a lot of people who have been in, and that's why, you know, this topic might be very touchy for some people when you've been in an abusive relationship and after the abuse you get the roses or you get the rings or you get you just get you know gifts and I'm sorry's and all of that well when I met my husband that was the big thing he gave me gifts and for me gifts have not been high in my love language because coming from the abuse and always getting gifts, gifts turned me off. Gifts in my subconscious mind was like, oh my gosh, he's going to use and abuse you. He's going to use and abuse you. Would be what I heard in my mind when I got gifts. So I had to learn to change that. And I'm going to get more into that. Acts of service... I've always appreciated acts of service. My mom did lots of acts of service for us. You know, like if we were playing um, sports or I sang and did all that kind of stuff, sang, acted, danced, she would, you know, help us out by doing acts of service for us. So for, so acts of service never really bothered me, but it did bother me coming from abuse as well. And you know, after an abusive situation and you've got flowers there and they've made you dinner and they're doing all these acts of service, blah, 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 blah. It's now triggers to someone who's gone through that. It's now a trigger. So they think they're helping you with a love language, but in a sense, they're triggering you in when it comes to relationships. It's also, if you're, if you are a parent too, and that's not one of your love languages and your kids are always like, let me make mom her coffee. Let me make mom this. And we're so appreciative, but that's not what nourishes us. Does that make sense? So that's why like gifts and acts of service sometimes, if that's not your real love language, it doesn't do anything to fill the cup up for you. So that's why coming from trauma, sometimes that can actually be a trigger love language. So words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, um, and words of affirmation. If you've ever gone through trauma and abuse, unfortunately, words of affirmation are, you're so wonderful, but I love you. I can't live without you. 
You are the best thing to ever happen to me. That was a line hook and sinker for me because words of affirmation have always been high on my love language. So even though I was getting abused, physical abuse, I'm getting physical touch. That's my, that in words of affirmation, I'm almost like tied. And then words of affirmation come along and, but you're the best thing to ever happen to you. You're so beautiful. You're so wonderful. You're so kind. I'm being built up the whole time. I'm being nourished in a negative way. So that's why when some people say, I don't understand why they can stay in these relationships, the relationships are nourishing our love language, but not in a positive way, but they're still nourishing those love languages. So that's kind of a lot about that. So now you have quality time. So if your love language is quality time and your significant other always wants to travel, but you're not spending time with them, like being in a relationship and, hey, I've got to go to San Diego for this conference. You want to come with me? Yeah, sure. That'll be great. Yeah, we'll go out to dinner. We'll do this. We'll... So you're building quality time up in your head and then you get out there and it's like, oh, well, this other doctor needs to meet with me or this other client needs to meet with me or blah, 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 blah. And then you're out there and you've gotten no quality time. Now you might have with yourself, but you've not gotten nourished by somebody else. So that's where the love languages, if you've ever been in a trauma situation or have been abused or like even come to neglect, if your love language is physical touch like mine, and I came from a mother that did not hug, I came from, you know, parents that that was not, we did not do that as family, but that was my love language. So I felt neglected and not nourished until physical abuse stepped in. Then I felt like, oh, my cup's being filled, everything like that. Same thing as words of affirmation. If that is another one of my love languages and I am in a family where, why aren't you as good as your brother? Why aren't you da da da? getting nourished the wrong way. So that's a little bit in the trauma side of our love languages and how important it is to know our love languages and how to realize that sometimes our love language is being nourished or it's being filled up. You can fill up a cup with dirty water, still dirty water, but is the cup full? Yes. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like our love languages fill us up. And we can fill up a cup with dirty water. Do we want to drink the cup? Not really. But if that's the only water we have, are we going to drink the cup? Yeah. When we're thirsty and when we really need it or when we really want it. So that's what I'm saying about our love languages. Knowing what our love languages are and presenting it to the people around us. And even your kids, if you can figure out your children's love language at a young age, you can fill their cups up as well. And I would really love for us to be able to cater them to kids too, because I have three children. I have six by marriage. Do you think all of them have the same exact love language? No, they don't. So 
it's time for our second break. And now we're going to go into more elevated. How can you elevate your love language for yourself? And how can you elevate others? So it is time for another break. This time goes by fast. And I am Sandy Bird. You're listening to me on Inspired Choices Network. And this is Emotional Elevator. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Sandy Bird on Inspired Choices Network. This is Emotional Elevator. And of course, again, you can reach me at Sandy at emotionalelevator.com. But you can also reach me at my coaching email, which is Sandy Bird, that is with two E's, Bird, coach at gmail.com. You can always look me up at sandybird.com, S A N D E E, Bird, B Y R D.com. Anyway, we've been talking about the love languages. And now the next half, I really want to talk about how we can fill up our own love languages or how we can express our love languages to other people. And the biggest part of this is to take the love language quiz. Gary Chapman, five love languages, take the quiz, find out what your love language is. And that way you know why, you know what? When this happens, that's why I feel so good. When someone gives me a gift, even if it's just one flower, it makes me feel so good. Or when someone shakes my hand or wants to pat me on the back, or when I see my friends and they want to hug me, that's why I'm so elevated in my emotions. Because then you know what your love language is. And also, if you are in corporate America and you know your love language is um, words of affirmation and no one ever affirms that you're doing a good job, that's why you sometimes don't like your job. It's not because the job stinks. Sometimes it is the job stinks, but sometimes it's because you're not getting recognized and that's your love language. 
Or if your love language is acts of service and you're working or you have a partner or you have children and nobody does anything special for you and you feel like you're always taken for granted, that's why. Because it would be great for everyone to know their love language walk around, you know, a card on your head, my love languages, my, you know, here's my percent. But if other people know, that would be great. So as I said, when I met my husband now, that was a big thing with him. And he would go around to every time my kids, my kids were younger, they were teenagers. And every time they dated, do you know what your love language is? You need to know what their love language is. And the biggest thing for me as a parent was when I learned my children's love language because I was doing it all wrong with them. So how great is it to know one of my kids, words of affirmation, whenever they text me and say something and I don't say the right words, that's why. Because one of my children really needs those words of affirmation. You're doing a great job, great job. One of them, physical touch. Whenever I see them, they need that hug. They need that physical touch from me, that hug, that embrace, that, that. One of them, it's just doing an act of service, boring the car and go washing, go taking it through the car wash. Hey, I work 80 hours a week and I need an inspection done, you know, and go and do it for them. So knowing my children's love languages now have elevated our relationship to a whole nother level. Same thing with my spouse and I. We love to retake the test to think of it changes. And yes, mine changed a little bit as I worked on my healing. So did my husband's as he worked on his healing, but it's better for us when we know that like quality time for both of us is like the third thing. So here's what I was talking about. We go on vacation. We usually go for a week and we go with things in mind. A, we can sit out at a pool all day. I can sit out at the beach all day. As long as I get time out in nature or I can go somewhere and hike. But my husband, when he goes on vacation, loves to go play golf. But what we both enjoy is if there's history, if there's something we can go see that's history. Or sometimes he likes to go shopping. And we enjoy to eat at certain restaurants or certain types of restaurants. I'm not a big chain person. I'm a big, you know, I want to find what the local good place is. And that's what, for us, knowing quality time is we get to spend time doing what we want, but then we come back together and spend that quality time. We get to enjoy during the day by nourishing our own selves with doing what we want to do, and then we come together. But now we're going to kind of dive in while I have a couple of minutes left, is how do you elevate when you know your love language? Big thing, physical touch. For me, being high on the scale, but sometimes I don't necessarily have my husband around when I need that physical touch. I give myself a hug. And if you're listening to me, I'm giving myself a hug. And that's one of the reasons why sometimes I love yoga and we're sitting there going, give yourself a big hug. And I am actually enjoying it because I'm giving myself my own hug, my physical touch. Touching my body and loving my body for it is. If that means going a little sexual or intimate with yourself, that's fine because 
I'm nourishing myself with my own physical touch. Now, acts of service could be when someone opens up the door for you, when someone holds the door for you and you wonder why, wow, that was great. Well, recognize it. Wow, that person just filled my cup up because they held the door open for me. Or that person came and gave me some, you know, did something for me. Or when you're at work and someone says, hey, I went ahead and filed that, that, that thing for you. Or I went ahead and signed off on that and sent it on for you. Recognize that. But when it's for yourself, just do something that would nourish you for yourself. Because the one part about all this is getting into learning who you are and nourishing yourself and elevating your own emotions. Um, acts of service too and giving gifts, these two can correlate. Find yourself flowers. And if you're watching, I'm kind of pointing to the flowers, the tulips. Because I was kind of under the weather this week and I was a little bit sick. So I put myself flowers because I wanted to and it made me feel good now words of affirmation one of the big things as coaches and out there if you want to manifest or whatever they say look in the mirror and tell yourself what you love about yourself I love my passion for success I love my eyes that they're so blue and beautiful I love that I can get on emotional elevator and talk to people and guide them in life and coach them and bring value to the world. I bring value to the world. So see, right now, I'm elevating myself. I'm talking to you, but I'm elevating myself because I'm talking about myself to myself. I'm affirming my own self. And quality time, doing what I want to do. So one day this week, I was not feeling good. I was a little bit sick. And I did nothing. I had a couple of meetings during the day. I had a event to go to that night. I didn't go. And the biggest thing is, I didn't feel guilty. Old me used to feel guilty. Oh, I really, I, I got to go to that meeting because this person is talking to me about, you know, doing this big um, summit. This other one um, has to do with my podcast. And then this other one is networking. But I'm sick. So I'm going to enjoy this time. And I made myself tea and I laid in bed and I did what I wanted to do. And I got to do quality time with myself. And it was so rewarding. Because I'm filling my own cup up. How am I going to expect? And how are you going to expect everybody else to fill your cup up for you when you can't even fill your cup up for yourself? And that's what elevating your emotions is about. It's about Learning what the emotions are that you want and doing it for yourself and then having other people. 
Because there's nothing worse than taking this test of five love languages and you know your love languages, but you don't know how you want that love language expressed. What are the words of affirmation that you want to hear? What, what is the physical touch you're looking for? Is it sex or is it just a hug or holding someone's hand? Quality time. Does that mean you have to go out of town or does that just mean sitting and watching a movie together on a rainy Sunday afternoon with your children or your, your partner? Um, words of affirmation, you don't know what you need to hear unless you, you know yourself what you want to hear. Acts of service, doing things for yourself. What is it? What is the act of service that would bring you most joy? I can tell you for a fact, I really don't enjoy anyone vacuuming because that is like my stress reliever. I love vacuuming. So don't vacuum for me. Don't come to my house and try to vacuum for me. Yes, after I've had a couple of surgeries in my life, yes, I appreciated it. But at the same time, that's an act of service I love to do for myself. But how can I express it to somebody else unless I know what I want for myself? And that's what talking about the love languages and knowing what your love languages are and then finding out how do you want your love languages expressed to you. It is so funny because my show is about to end and I haven't taken my last break. So we are actually going to go on a break and you're listening to me, Sandy Bird, on Inspired Choices Network. And this is the Emotional Elevator. This is Emotional Elevator. And we are talking about the five love languages by Gary Chapman. And take the quiz. But we're going to go to a break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me tonight. I am Sandy Bird. This is Emotional Elevator on Inspired Choices Network. And I only have a few more moments. But next week, tune in to me because I'm going to give you the tips and trades that I do with my clients on how to elevate your emotions. It's time to elevate these emotions. I've gotten very deep since I started this podcast. And now it's time to start talking about elevating emotions. So you're getting free tips and trades by me and how I work with my clients on elevating emotions. But tonight has been all about these five love languages. And please, if there's another thing in life, another quiz, if you haven't done like human designs or don't know your astrological sign, and numerology and all of that, 
take the five love language quiz by Gary Chapman. I think I've probably said that 200 times, but take the quiz because you don't know why you feel a certain way when certain things go on, certain attributes. So like physical touch, when someone pats you on the back, attaboy, or when you have that friend that gives you that long hug and it just fills you up. It fills your, cu your cup up with that joy and words of affirmation. Sandy, you are wonderful. Sandy, you are beautiful. Sandy, I'm just so glad you're my friend. Why does that make me like, you know, feel like I'm exploding? That I feel like I'm, feel like the music that I play now. Or, hey, Sandy, let's spend the day together. What would you like to do? Okay, that's quality time. Hey, Sandy, you know what? I washed your car for you today. Hey, mom, I came over. Here's breakfast. You know what? I took your car and got it inspected. Learning everyone's love languages, but also how to read your own love language. How should people react or act to fill your cup up? If your love language is physical touch, is it giving you a hug? If it's words of affirmation, great job, Sandy, at work, at home, wherever. If it's acts of service, what is it that I, and I hate doing laundry. If anyone ever wants to come to my house and do the laundry and fold it and wash it, and you love doing it, come to my house. I'll coach you for free. I hate laundry. That's an act of service. Quality time. Hey, let's just... Go to the spa for the day. Quality time. Just you and me. Nobody else. I love when friends say, hey, I don't want it to be everybody else. I just want it to be you and me. I love that. But how is anyone going to know that unless I know that for myself? So that's what I've talked about tonight. It's all about the five love languages and taking the quiz and learning what your love language is and how sometimes when you come from trauma, how it can still fill your cup up, even though it's dirty water, but you're still getting your cup filled up because that's your love language. And when you're not receiving your love language, how it makes you feel. So thank you for joining me tonight. This is Sandy Bird on Emotional Elevator. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.